You're listening to an Airwave Media Podcast. Hey, y'all. Spooky season is here. And if you're looking for a show to whet your appetite for a little haunted history, then I'd like to invite you to check out Southern Gothic, a chart-topping history podcast that explores some of the most infamous legends, folklore, ghost stories, and hauntings of the American South. We've covered all sorts of stuff from the Bell Witch of Tennessee to the disappearance of the Confederate submarine, the H.L. Hunley, not to mention our deep dives into the local lore of some of America's oldest and most haunted cities like New Orleans, Charleston, and St. Augustine. So if you're ready for a little good old-fashioned Halloween storytelling with a commitment to quality historical research, then be sure to check out Southern Gothic today. It's available now on all your favorite podcast apps. Oh, hey, this is Kate, and you're listening to the Fabulous Queens podcast. Katie and Nathan would like you to know that their show contains some strong language, so if you're not down with colorful swears, this might not be the show for you. Since you clearly like learning about women in history, check out my podcast, The Exploress, where we time travel back through history to find out what life was like for women of the past. Cheers, bitches! Hi, this is Katie. And this is Nathan. And you're listening to Queen's Podcast, the show about badass women in history. Cleopatra coming at ya. Cleopatra coming, coming at, at ya. ya. What was that? What I know they were called Cleopatra, but was that like a Disney band I or something? I think that was like a ninety is a total nineties like One precursor to like was it was it before or after Destiny's Child? Oh, Ooh, that's that, that's one for Wikipedia. Ah, put that on the checklist. <laughs> I wonder if like I wrote them, if they'd let me use like this song. Uh, oh, right. Like, what are the rules about royalties? I will pay you upward ten dollars. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa, I don't think they can turn that down. I know, I know. <laughs> Once in a lifetime for our little podcast. <laughs> I think there was three of them, so you can split it amongst yourselves. <laughs> Anyway, so if you haven't figured out yet today, we are here to talk about Cleopatra. Bitch came to slay. She came to slay. Oh, she was like freaking genius, though. Oh, oh, oh my honey. God. Okay, so um, she was the last pharaoh of Egypt, and she was like super popular with the Egyptians. Um, there's a lot about her life that's debatable. We are just going to hit all the points that I think are the most important and just try to bring this woman off the pages of the history book and into real life. So today we have paired for Cleopatra. We've paired her just with some red wine. Cheers, y'all. Cheers. Hey, girl. Clank, clank. (laughs) Um, So the reason we went for wine is while we were researching, we learned that the ancient Egyptians came up with the word for wine I mean, hello. Before they documented the word for vine. (laughs) So they were talking about drinking it before they were talking about how to make it. (laughs) Or importing it. True story. (laughs) So we thought that was fitting. So um, Cleopatra was born in Alexandria, Egypt. And she was born Greek AF. Super Greek. uh, Not a drop of Egyptian blood, most likely, in her. 
a Greek Macedonian. Her family, the Ptolemy dynasty, inherited uh, Egypt about 300 years prior, and they were Greek. They were family with Alexander the Great. And they totally believed in incest being oh. marriages like well that was also pray. that was also the pharaohs before them and um, that's to keep the bloodline yeah. pure and so, especially them being greek and mm-hmm. in an egyptian place they wanted to keep that that greek blood pure so that was like 10 out of the 15 marriages were oh. brother sister marriages so like what we're getting ew, at is her ew. parents were brother sister <laughs> um <laughs> kind of gross i mean but at, at the time that's what game that, of thrones ooh. shit nasty ooh. Um, so if you thought that the names in the last episode from the Tudor area were going to drive you crazy, hold on to your hat, Yeah, it's like four names, five names, like literally that's it. That's all you get. So Cleopatra's mother's name was Cleopatra, (laughs) and her father's name was Ptolemy. He was Ptolemy XII. How many Ptolemies were there? Like a billion? Uh, Oh, and just just all all of them were (laughs) All the Ptolemies. (laughs) Um, And then she had an older sister named Cleopatra. Coming at ya. Coming at ya. And then she had uh, two younger brothers, both named Ptolemy. Surprise, surprise. And then she did have two more sisters, one named Berenice. Berenice. And Arsinoe. But I'm going to call them Bernie Sanders and Arsenio Hall. That <laughs> works for me. Because I could not learn how to say these names for the longest time. So there we go. Like a tongue twister. <laughs> <laughs> um, so her upbringing, she would have had like a really great education. Uh, Alexandria, you know, had that famous library that was one of the wonders of the ancient world. She knew like nine freaking languages. She was the first, like nobody in her family spoke Egyptian. She was the first Ptolemy pharaoh to even bother to learn to speak Egyptian. I mean, and that totally like won the hearts of the people though, because she could like freaking talk to them. They really loved her. So um, the political climate, whenever she was like coming into the world... Was that old Egypt? It ain't what it used to be. No, ain't what it used to be. <laughs> she, um, so Egypt. Just to give you some perspective on how old Egypt is. Oh fuck the <laughs> the pyramids and the Sphinx were constructed. 2,000 years before Cleopatra Yeah, and a lot of the stuff there, whenever Cleopatra was alive, a lot of the Egyptian stuff was still under sand. Yeah, Like, they hadn't even discovered a lot of the stuff. The first excavation of the Sphinx, like, because it was so under sand, like, only its head was sticking up, the first, like, attempt to dig it out was done in... 1400 BC. Is that how it lost its nose? Oh, we never know. I don't, we'll we don't know. know. We don't we'll know. We'll never know. We'll never know. <sighs> but, so just to put it in perspective, Egypt had already been like this huge world power and then was on decline already by Thanks. 69 BC. Egypt is fucking old, is what we're getting to. <laughs> At, I, I heard somewhere... The, just to put it into perspective again, I keep putting in things into perspective, and I apologize. Uh, she was born closer to the moon landing than she was born to the construction of the pyramids. Yeah, oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Mind blown. That was the sound of my mind being blown. <laughs> um, old is what I'm getting to. Old. And so by the time that her father, Ptolemy the Twelfth, I'm going to call him... 
Tommy 12. Tommy 12. Tommy 12. Works for me. Um, was into power. Egypt was on the decline, and Rome was... Taken over. Taken over. Taken over the world. Who run the world? Rome. Rome. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I had to do it. I'm sorry. <laughs> Come okay. on. Okay, so um, Rome was taken over. They hadn't yet annexed Egypt, and there really wasn't any plans to, but to make sure they didn't, Tommy 12 was kissing some major Roman Oh, ass. totally kissing some Roman ass. They didn't have near the power, and they wanted to make sure not to get yeah. taken over. <laughs> he was not He was not an exceptional king, nah. I would say. Like, um, his nicknames, because they had to give him nicknames, because otherwise you just say Ptolemy, and everybody turns everybody's around. Like, who? Which um, one? <laughs> his nickname was, I don't know if I'm saying this right, Aludus? Aludus? I, I, I didn't think. catch that one. And um, it means pipes, because he would rather, he can always be found just like playing his flute or whatever. Playing that music, white he boy. He was much more, <laughs> play that funky flute, white boy. Or Greek boy. Greek boy. <laughs> Something like that. Yeah. Um, he was much more into like drinking wine and playing the flute. He I mean, was, sounds he was like my kind of man. Yeah, no. But... To run, like... Egypt? Yeah. <laughs> no, no, not really. So, like, the people were never, like, super, like, in love with him. And then he agrees to pay Rome, like, all the money. Like, all to, that money, yo. To, I, uh, I think I wrote I wrote it down. I think it was um, 6,000 talents. That's a buttload back then. I though. don't know what a talent... Like, I could not find talent to current U.S. dollar conversion sheet. So, I don't know how much that is, but it must be a lot because the taxpayers were irate. Yeah, because it's a lot. And they ran them out of the country. Bye, Felicia. Like, boy, bye. <laughs> and uh, so he fled to Rome. So, um, Tommy 12 is in Rome. Cleopatra is seven or so. Do you know, did she go with him to Rome? I couldn't find anything. No, she didn't go. She she, the, her first time in Rome was, uh, with Mr. Julius Caesar. Uh, that's the first time she visited. Ah, uh, spoiler alert. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So she stayed in Egypt and her sister, Bernie Sanders took over. God, Bernie. Um, Bernie. <laughs> and so she stayed in Egypt while her dad was gone. Um, so the Ptolemies had, like, no issue with killing their brothers, sisters. Oh, it mom, happened all the time. There are some dad. crazy stories about killing your wife. No issue. <laughs> Marrying so your daughter. I'm sure then she, if she stayed there in Egypt with them, she was like, well... I better mind my manners. <laughs> <laughs> right, I'm going to get killed. <laughs> I better try to just lay low. Don't die. <laughs> Don't die. Um, the people, I think, I, I believe I read that the people really liked Berenice. Tommy 12 is in Rome trying to raise an army. And there was like this Roman prophecy. It was like, just don't mess with the pharaohs. Like, don't I mean, try to help them get back. Like, if... A pharaoh comes to you asking for an army, don't give it to him. It was some kind of prophecy. Um, but I guess eventually Tommy talked them out of it and like I was like, but I have money. <laughs> oh, and they had a lot of it. So he was gone, was it three years? Something like that. He was gone for a few years um, trying to convince them that money is better than prophecy. Than anything else. <laughs> Shut up, bitch. Take my money. Exactly. <laughs> so he comes back to Rome or, I'm sorry, he comes back to Egypt with uh, the Roman army. 
And like, bye, Bernie. Bye. Sorry, Bernie. It was bye. a good run. It was a really you good had run. had three years. Bye. And um, he has her publicly executed. One thing I read said beheaded. One I read said strangled. I read both the same thing, too. Yeah. They, it's, it's really foggy. Like, a lot yeah. of Egyptian history she was, is real foggy. She was killed in public well, at, while all her remaining family watched. That's a warning sign. Run, Mitch. You oh, should have run. <laughs> because the Ptolemies don't fuck around. No, they do not. Agreed. Dad gets back in power. And he starts grooming Cleopatra. Yeah, it's like, you better get ready for this crown, because it's going to be a lot of work. Um, Like, he didn't officially make her a co-ruler, but started, she's going to meetings with him, and um, she's... Reading some more books, and getting things ready, and and starting to learn more. And that's one thing about Cleopatra, she was smart. She was smart as a whip. Oh my god. (laughs) She was a genius. She was so smart, and that's, I mean, I'm sure we'll talk about this later. Later, but that's one of the things that gets me so mad when people are just like, she was one of the world's greatest beauties. Because she probably wasn't. No, she actually was not. Like, all of the coins and things that show her, pro- <laughs> like, she really wasn't the prettiest. But honestly, I think what it was is that she was just different and so yeah, smart and so outspoken. Like and so. They, but she had this, like, undying love for her father who obviously groomed her and taught yeah. her everything he knows. Cleopatra meant, like, the father's... Joy, or Joy of the Father, or something like that. And And she was. she was. But I don't think she was a natural beauty. And Mm -mm. so it gets me kind of mad when people are just, when, like, historians write about her beauty, because it's like... She's a temptress. How could a woman possibly gain so much power Mm. unless she was beauty, and, like, everybody wanted to fuck her? No. She was smart. (laughs) She was smart, and she knew she was charming. She knew what the fuck was up. Anyway, <laughs> so um, Tommy Twelve dies, and of natural causes. Which That's only one, only Tommy's, only person <laughs> in this story, only major player in this story to die of natural causes. Lucky bitch. So he may have not been a remarkable king, but he is noteworthy because <laughs> he, he didn't die of like poison. He wasn't beheaded. Murdered. He wasn't suicided. Suicided officially. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, he totally. Yeah. So, um, so in his will, he was like, "Marry your younger brother, Tommy." Thirteen. Surprise. And so they get married. She's eighteen. Tommy the thirteenth is ten. Babies, baby marriages. And hello, everyone. Stakuyi here, and I'm Gabby. And we are the hosts of History of Everything, a podcast which you can probably guess by the name is, well, I mean, it's about everything. Do you want to know why people thought potatoes were evil and would give you syphilis? Are you curious about all the stories of the terrible and stupid ways that people have kicked the bucket over the years? Do you want to hear tales about all of the different badasses of history and the lives that they had brought to life? Well, if so, then look no further. History of Everything is just the right podcast for you. It's available on Spotify, Pandora, and anywhere else that you get your podcast from. Join us for some fun and just see how weird and wacky history can be. Hello, everyone. You may recognize me as Gabby from the History of Everything podcast. And my name is Brenna, and you don't recognize me from anything yet. Together, we're two scientists who explore all of the weird little questions and conspiracies of the universe in our new podcast, Mystery of Everything. Everything has an explanation. We hope. But that is what we're here to figure out. 
We will dive into the science behind many popular conspiracy theories, such as vaccines causing autism, flat earth theory, and was the moon landing fake? And if so, why the heck would anyone even do that? But it's not just conspiracies. There's a lot of cool mysteries that we will attempt to use science to explain, such as near-death experiences, what made the Vikings go berserk, and can I control my co-host with MKUltra? Wait, what? (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, make sure to check out the Mischief Everything podcast everywhere where you find your podcasts. Um, So they weren't, they were married, but they weren't. Like, come on now. They weren't. <laughs> she wasn't like, oh, I got to get me a piece of my 10-year-old brother. No, absolutely not. Gross. She was more just smart as fuck and didn't want to really, she was ready she to wanna... rule fucking Egypt. And that's what she started doing. She started, the people loved her. And she started taking meetings on her own. She started minting coins just with herself on them, not with her. And yeah, Tom, Tommy. none of the really documents of that time really show Tommy the Thirteenth on them at all. No, it was and, all Cleopatra. She was ready to and rule. He had these advisors that were whispering in his ear, like, "This is fucked up. You are the pharaoh. Totally. You shouldn't be." And so um, they start. As the Ptolemies do, they start being like, let's murder Cleopatra. But she gets wind of it, so she's like, I'm out of here, and she flees to Syria. I wouldn't blame her. Yeah. (laughs) Run. I don't know how long she was in Syria, but I don't think it was super long. Do you have any idea? No, I don't remember how long she was in Syria, but she did flee to Syria. It was just for a short while. She came back, but it wasn't a long time. And so um, she's in Syria running from her murder brother. And uh, Julius Caesar, who is running Rome, is like, Egypt, get your shit together. Yeah. He what t- are you doing? And I think he totally wanted a little piece of Egypt. Oh, no, he and definitely wanted. He totally wa- wanted to tap that. He definitely wanted to tap Egypt hard. Yeah. And um, so he was like, look, guys, I'm coming to Egypt. We're going to meet together. Y'all are going to reconcile. Or I'm just going to finally fucking annex the place. Ooh, he put down the bottom line. Ptolemy 13, Tommy 13, gets really excited that Julius Caesar is coming. And is like, I'm going to, he's going to fucking love me. Because they had agreed to give this guy Pompeii, um, like, asylum. That's a good Egypt. deal, yeah. And um, Pompeii was Julius Caesar's nemesis, but also his son-in-law. Yep. And so they were they were sort of, they they had a little bond there. Yeah. Um well they had been buddies at one point. Yeah. And they had a falling out and so Pompey was fleeing from Julius Caesar and um Tommy 13 had been like yeah, come, come over here. here. Come, come here. on over here, sugar. But as soon as he gets there, they behead him. Yep, and that like honestly, I think that pissed Caesar oh off. Oh my god, no. He arrives. <laughs> he arrives into Egypt. And is presented with the head of Pompeii. And I honestly think Julius was like, he oh, lose hell no. Nah. Sh- he lost his shit. Hell no. Nah. Some stories say he even, like, killed the people that presented him with the head. Yeah, I read that, too. Like, like it was like, bye, bitch, you just killed, you he, killed my man Pompeii. He was like, yeah, I mean, because they, they're like, we're not like the fucking Egyptians. He was my fan. He was family. You don't just Yeah, you don't offer your him. family. So, um, Tommy 13 has already made a misstep. And so he made a boo boo. So Miss Cleo <laughs> starts making her way back to Egypt. Oh, she makes her way back and, to Egypt. Um, mm-hmm. Work, bitch. And she is like, 
I need to meet with Caesar on the DL. And she has to totally sneak in, like, all incognito, mm-hmm. try to make it well, in. Because she knew if they met, like, in a public setting, she wouldn't have the upper hand necessarily. No, no. She had to surprise. So Element she, of surprise. She was like, I need to get in there. We need to be in on the DL. How am I going to get into his palace without anybody knowing, without getting caught by... Tommy's guys. And she came up with a plan. Okay. She did this a lot. She did it another time, too. Really? The carpet thing? Well, not the carpet thing, but she had somebody sneaked in. She's very smart about that. So, do you think that she actually was rolled up in a carpet, or do you think that's just a fun story? I think it was a burlap sack. That's what I heard. I think think somebody actually literally just brought her in a burlap sack and snuck her into this this palace. if you've never... If you don't know anything about Cleopatra... Thanks for listening. (laughs) Her story goes, like the famous story is that uh, she was rolled up in a rug, snuck into the palace, uh, presented to Julius Caesar, and then when he unrolled the rug, there she was in all her sexy sexiness. Now, honestly, I also read that she wasn't like dressed to the nines or anything. She had a simple white dress on with a little diadem on yeah and that was it she wasn't like bejeweled and bedazzled as everybody like it's i think a lot of it i know and i think that (laughs) it totally was also did they have bedazzlers in ancient egypt they should (laughs) they totally should have i mean they needed it because everything was bedazzled there everything they had like gems on their walls like Uh, it would have saved the slaves so much time and i mean no wonder there were tomb robbers all you had to do is go to somebody's wall and etch out all these gems like come on (laughs) in my notes here this is where i have um like pictures of her and like from that coin and her bust. Um, she totally has like a hook nose. So, I'm I'm sorry. No, that's yeah. why I that's why I don't think that I don't beautiful think, and also, temptress bullshit. It's so crazy. Like when you see pictures, like um, an art um, of her, she's got like very Egyptian features. Yeah, everything's or, or like, very like Egyptian. The, big, the cat eye. Like, yeah, all that. Up, and basically. these and these portraits and sculpture of her. It's very. She's in the very Greek style, yeah, the Roman style. Yeah, she has style. a large nose, a smaller chin. She does have a little bit of high cheekbones, but yeah. she's not your traditional Egyptian now, beauty. I have heard that that coin where she's got the hook nose and the hook chin, um, she minted that to give her more prominent manly features on uh, purpose. See, she's smart. So, But either way, she probably wasn't gorgeous. And she was probably dressed pretty normal whenever... And she probably wore togas. Yeah. Like she probably didn't that's wear... Essentially, what it was is just a gown. So she's, she either way, she makes her way to Julius Caesar, and he is just like, this bitch has balls. He's like, this girl is something special. She knows what she's doing. At this point, she would have been twenty-one, and he would have been fifty-two. I don't think she really liked Caesar. That's debatable. I think she was like taking this one for Egypt. Yeah, I mean, totally. It's debatable. I'm sure he must have been charming. He must have definitely had some and good I, qualities. And, and there were like little stories in there about how they would banter and things like that. And I honestly think that's how you got to Cleopatra was the intellect. And yeah. so maybe there was Absolutely. a little he was something probably, there. He was, he was He's definitely, a smart guy. He was yeah. Caesar. Come he on, was, he's Julius Caesar. You don't get that far with being like a big. Uh, Stick in the mud. Hello. You know? <laughs> <laughs> they start a relationship. Um, Tommy 12. Tommy 13. Tommy, Tommy 13. Tommy he's 13. The, he's the pretend king. <laughs> finds out that they're starting, that they're in bed together. Jealous. And 
Well, like, I'm, I don't think he was jealous because he was, like, in love with his wife, his sister no, wife. I think it's the bond I, between Rome. I it's think, like yeah, his he was sister like, totally swept in and exactly. got Rome, and he didn't. It was supposed exactly. to be him, and that's why he set up that whole thing. And so they start a civil war. And obviously, you know, Cleo's got Rome backing her. So they, She's got the power. She does it. At, at this point, she has the money, and she has some of the No power. problem. She takes them out. She's winner, winner, chicken fig, dinner, fig leaf dinner. I don't know what they fig, ate. What did they eat in? <laughs> what did they eat in Egypt back then? Uh, chicken. I'm sure. I'm sure okay. there had to be a ch- chicken dinner. Sure. sure. <laughs> <laughs> he takes off. Tommy. Tommy thirteen is like, I got to get out of here. He goes to flee and he drowns. So I don't know if like I've read that he tried to flee and like his armor was too heavy, so he drowned. I read that his ship was sunk and he drowned i heard that he I read threw that he himself. was drowned yeah i threw that he he threw himself from Either a tower way, into the he water is under the sea yeah under the sea dead under the sea under the sea <laughs> cleo then marries her younger youngest tommy 14 because keep the tradition going so he must have been even younger so i don't know maybe he was like seven or something <laughs> Um, Baby king. <laughs> but this, that Ptolemy 14 either had um, better advisors or was just a less imposing figure. Because he was happy to just be like. Uh, honestly, uh, after what he saw with you, Tommy Cleo? the 13th, he was like, I don't think I'm going to mess with that. Tommy, thir- <laughs> Tommy 13 must have been so stupid. <laughs> don't mess with this bitch. <laughs> I mean, oh, and also just see what happens to all everyone else in your family. Just chill, chill. and wait for your time. <laughs> anyway, so he ma- she married Tommy 14 because it worked so well last time. Miss <laughs> Cleo gets pregnant with Caesar's baby and... Follows him to Rome. Yeah, she was, like, totally his side piece. But, mm-hmm. I mean, he had a wife. I mean, but, like, if a queen of a major country is your side piece, things were different then. Yeah, but <laughs> and she was, like, freaking exotic and yeah. different. And... So she he puts her up in, like, one of his best vacation home and builds, like, a shrine to her. Not a shrine, like, a statue to her in yeah. one of their churches and or something. totally puts it, like, next to it, the statue of, like, Athena or I, it's something, something like something. that. And it was very representative of, like, Isis. It was, Cleopatra, like, called yeah, herself she, Isis. She called herself Isis reincarnated or something. Did you know she brought Tommy 14 with her? Really? Yeah. I did not read I don't know that. who was running, I don't know who was running Egypt. Um, I mean, not that Tommy 14 would have done anything, but they're hanging out over there. She has her child um, named Ptolemy Caesar, and they call him Caesarian. Which is Little, little Caesar. Caesar. Kind of makes me want a $5 pizza. And regardless of the myth and the story that you hear, he was... Not born by cesarean but section. She probably would have died she in birth. Definitely would have died. <laughs> they didn't have the medical technology. It was not <laughs> a thing that people survived. They did see sections pretty commonly in ancient Rome, but it was like if the mother was obviously already going to die. Yeah, it you was know? like a we have to save one or the other. Yeah, so it's like uh, not something you came back from. And being that she did not die, we have to assume she did not have a cesarean section. <laughs> Surprise! Anyway, thanks for coming on that journey with us. <laughs> so she is hanging out in Rome, and Caesar becomes dictator for life. In February 44 BC. What a title. What a title. Dictator for life. <laughs> but then in March 44 BC, stabbed. Dead. All kinds of murdered. Oh, we know that story. Just, we know that story. Ooh, stabbed in the back, bitch. The Ides of March was a couple of days ago. And I just, I, 
I found so many funny because I've been like studying all this. Beware the eyes so, of March. My favorite was um, like the painting of him getting stabbed, and the meme was like, um, "Even you, bro." <laughs> <laughs> totally stabbed in the back. So I'm going to digress for a hot little minute because um, Julius Caesar's murder always makes me think of Brutus's wife Portia is said to have killed herself by eating hot coals. What a way to go. I know it was Rama. I know there was ancient Rome. It was ancient Rome, but there had to be a better way to do it. Uh, right? That is oh freaking dramatic as hell. I just keep, keep thinking about all the ways that that couldn't happen for me. Like, I'm just not <laughs> hardcore enough. You know how I want to die? I want to swallow some hot coals. I mean, what I'd the like, fuck? I'd like, it touch my tongue and I'd go, Pleh. No. You know? <laughs> no, thank you. Oh, never mind. Let me find any other way to do this. <laughs> Uh, so, um, Portia was a bad bitch. Yeah, bad bitch. She cried. She cried. <laughs> anyway, so, in his will, JC, which is what I've decided to just call, start calling Julius Caesar, left everything to his nephew, Octavius. Which was kind of, it was kind of a thing. Like, Cleopatra yeah. was like, well, Cleopatra was like, man, I wish it would have been little Caesar. See, that's what, that's what, I wonder how she felt. I wonder if she, I wonder if they had discussed it. Like, I, I mean, knowing her, they probably had. <laughs> and maybe he just hadn't had time to update his will. Or maybe he just was like, well, no, little Caesar's baby. Yeah, I actually read somewhere that she did like start a rumor, or Mark Antony actually started a rumor that he had slept with Julius Caesar, Octavian did, and that they it was like an uncle type of relationship, and then it was like mind blown. Oh, like, and so there was all that's this why. drama. Oh, shit. Yeah, there was a lot. I hadn't of drama. read that. Yeah, damn. So Octavian comes into power and um, is like. Bitch, I don't like you. And so Cleo's like, we gotta get the fuck out of here. Ah, uh, she knew. She was smart as fucking. She was like, let's get out because I'm gonna get, get out. killed. It took her three months to get out, though. There was, like, some issue with weather or something. It took her a while to get out. But so her, Lil' Caesar, and Tommy14 hightail it back to Egypt. Back in Egypt, Tommy14 is promptly killed. <laughs> but, like... Uh, I d- we don't know why, and there's... N- well, we know why, because... Uh, I just want to know this awkward um, tension. <laughs> and... But, like, I don't think there's anything that he did. No, absolutely not. But it, it just, was just... He, he just kind of stops had to go. being on the record. Yeah, kind of had to He was likely poisoned, because that was just the way you did it, if you didn't want to make a scene. And... Yet another uh, sibling bites the dust. Yeah. <laughs> and little Caesar is promoted to her co-ruler. Little, like, two-year-old... <laughs> Two-year-old cesarean <laughs> is her co-ruler because, I mean, it's not like he's going to fight her on anything. No, I mean, it's kind of um, mama. <laughs> yeah. Life after JC. Rome forms what's called the Second Triumvirate, and that means that there were three main rulers. Mark Antony. Octavius. And some other guy. I don't remember what the other guy's was. name was. Oh, what's his nuts? <laughs> okay, you'll have to correct me. I have Octavius and Octavian in my notes. Which one's right? It's Octa- They go by both. Like, I read both. both. I, okay. saw, I read Octavia that, that and does, Octavian. Well, no, Octavia was his sister. I mean, Octavius yeah. or Octavian. Yeah. No, like okay, was, well, that does make me feel better because I'm realizing that I have it as two different things in my notes. <laughs> um, I feel like he needs a nickname. Mm. Octi? Octi? No, I don't like it. We'll just call him Octavia or Octavia. 
We'll just, we'll just go with it. Roll with it. <laughs> Whatever I have in my notes at that time, that's what I'll call him. Fuck it. Yeah, so Mark Antony, Octavianus, and <laughs> um, some other guy are running Rome. In 41 BC, Mark Antony uh, summons Cleopatra. He's like, I need you to come. He was, he was like hanging out in Turkey, and he heard that Cleopatra was trying to go against Rome. He's like... You need to come here and swear your allegiance, like, immediately. And Cleopatra's totally like, mm, okay. She's like, you want to summon me? Ooh. I'll show you what being summoned looked like. And then she did the most extravagant. Oh it was like a cruise from I heaven. wrote, pimp my barge in my notes. <laughs> it was a gorgeous So ride. she takes this barge from Alexandria to um, the city he's in in Turkey. And it totally had like all this gold, oh my God. incense, all this perfumes she and jewels. She draped it and- with like the finest fabrics. She had her ladies dressed up as like nymphs and like angels. Bedazzled. It was bedazzled. <laughs> Beautiful, um, everything, and they were just sailing over, and they. She would literally go out on the bow of the ship and just show players. him the land, like, look Drummers. how gorgeous this place is. Don't she, you love Egypt? She <laughs> was just the whole way there, and she sat under a canopy dressed as Isis, and the canopy was draped with gold fabric, and just like waving to the people. And so she gets closer to where Antony is, and I heard that. Once they got closer, she had half of the rowers stop rowing, so it would go even slower. Ooh, diva, make an intro. So the people would come out and have plenty of time to... To, to see her in all her yeah. glory. And Mark Antony's tongue is hanging out. And he was like, do want. <laughs> yes, please. Yeah. Well, because he... He envisioned himself as the reincarnation of a god as well. So her being like, I'm Isis's representative. Was totally on his his level. That was on his level. He was like, yes. And they hit it off right away. Um, He even killed her remaining sister for her. Oh, what a a gentleman. Thanks. I didn't want that bitch around anyway. Well, what it was, whenever, um, rewind back to Tommy 13. Skeet, skeet. Skeet, skeet. Um, rewind back to Tommy 13, whenever, uh, Julius Caesar funded that civil war, they took her other sister, Arsinoe, made her prisoner, and... Put her through the streets, made her walk through the streets in handcuffs and chains and stuff. They always did this uh, Um, spectacle. To be like, and so uh, Cleo was like, my one remaining sibling is still alive. She's got to go. So he had her executed because romance. (laughs) Um, And so then he followed her to Alexandria. He was like, where you go, I go, girl. Like, he was totally smitten with her. Like, like if this would have been love. today, they would have got like matching tattoos. They totally would have like. They I love would him. probably I'm with him. have like. <laughs> She's with me. <laughs> they would have like one of those Facebook accounts where you know where it's like a couple shares a Facebook account. Totally would. And the first name totally is their would. first names together. <laughs> those they people. would they would be one of those people. I love him so, so much. Do you think it was actually because you know like Shakespeare writes it as like the um, greatest love story on earth? Do you think it? Do you think they actually loved each other, or was 
they definitely respected and liked each other. I think, but it, it was, was just a partnership. I think it was a partnership at first, but there were accounts later on in the relationship where he yeah. would actually like. I think he definitely loved her. He would follow her around in the streets. Yeah, like, and that's not something that men would Roman do. Roman men were Roman men did not follow not their women around. He actually would kiss her in public, which was which like was a like, no no in Rome. Like, what the fuck are you doing? I know. Hell no, you don't kiss people in public. But he would. Yeah, he was very just. In he loved love her. With her. I think he definitely loved her. If she loved him, I think she definitely respected him. Loved him in a sense, but I, I don't know. I think was... she was trying to secure Egypt and do what's best for her people and do so I... I think she was I think she loved him. I think later on in life she grew to love him. Here's an interesting thought. Was Cleopatra really even with the kind of family dynamic she grew up in, do you think she was even like capable, capable of like Really loving somebody? Food for thought. Food, Food for, for thought. thought. I, 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 I think I think she is. <laughs> but you could understand that maybe she got some issues. She may not be. <laughs> she got some issues. So they basically started a frat called the Inimitable and. In- Inimitable. I can't say that word. Inimitable livers. Inimitable livers. Go with it. And um. For the like the whole time we've been researching this, I thought livers meant like the organ because they drank so much wine. It <laughs> actually means like livers, like as a, a verb, like, uh, like living. living. Like you Going can't forward. copy, which makes way more sense yeah. because <laughs> inimitable means like to, can't be copied. I don't think they knew. <laughs> you about, can't copy my liver. I don't think they knew about livers at that time. I think they did. They were just dissecting people by then, but maybe they didn't know what they did in like relation to alcohol. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it basically meant like joy de vie. <laughs> like, yeah, basically live your life, live, live to on. the fullest. And they would dress up and go into the streets and like play pranks on people they would have drinking contests silly billies they would just have these crazy parties it was basically a frat total silly billies octavian after a while he's pissed he's pissed that she it's like another fucking bro lost to this cleopatra chick do i have to deal with this again foreshadowing this starts some bullshit oh Um, it starts some bullshit and so he calls up antony yeah, he just picks up his phone, <laughs> calls him up, and hey, he's like, bro. you are needed in Italy, because they are trying to take over some shit there, and they're like, we really need you here. I know you've had a fun vacation for the last couple years, but you're needed here. And he's like, Cleo, babe, I gotta go do this, but I'll be right back. But he's not right back. He marries <laughs> Octavian's sister, Octavia. Because, you know, just make it easy. Yeah, make the names <laughs> easy. He marries Octavia. She doesn't see him for four years she does have his twins he has she has um two children a boy and a girl named uh one named cleopatra because uh, uh, the other one. one's name alexander yay something yay. different after alexander the great obviously. Yeah, obviously obviously and so she doesn't even talk to him for like four years how do you think when word gets back to her hey he's married this other chick do you think she understood like he's a statesman He's got to do what he's got to do. Or do you think she was fucking pissed? Honestly, I think probably at first she got t- used to it after the first year and was like, he probably found somebody else. Well, I'm sure word got back I, to her that I, he's I'm been... I'm pretty sure, like, at first she probably was she, upset. She knew who Octavian was. But then so I'm sure. once it becomes two or three years after not seeing him, you're like, eh, let's let that sink in. <laughs> I think she was raised... Like, this is how royal families went. You made dynastic marriages. Yeah, it was all about power. So I think she probably understood 
like, he's doing something he's for the country. Do, he's got to do what he's got to do for his country, but I'm sure she was still a little bit pissed. Yeah, it would be like, too. The, did he even know that she had had kids? I don't know. Because they didn't like, she couldn't just like text him. Right. <laughs> hey, bro, like, what's up? Time passes and Mark Antony, who I'd like to call Marky Mark, yeah, if that's okay with you. Um, Marky Mark realizes the project that I'm working on right now is not going so great. So I want to take over the Parthian Empire. And he calls up Cleo and is like, we need to get together. I'd really like you help me funding this. Because she was so rich. I think I read somewhere that, like, the current Queen Elizabeth, she was three times as wealthy as Yeah, her. I actually read that she was, like, one of the, the 15th or t- uh, something billion. Like, she literally was, like, more than the billionaires we have today. So she like, had the skills to pay the bills. Yeah, she did. She, and she honestly wanted, they, they went out to get a little bit more. They wanted to yeah. conquer a little bit eastern of them. So and they, she's like... You know what? Okay. Yeah. Um, I will give you that money, but you need to recapture some territories for Egypt, Syria, and Lebanon. She wanted them back in her control. And he was like, cool, 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 cool. Sounds cool, good, cool, girl. Cool, cool. They reconcile and they get married. And okay, so you might be like, he was already married, right? Yeah, he was. was. Uh, divorce was a thing in ancient Rome, so he must have divorced his first wife. I no. don't think so. No, no, boo boo. Um, so you're like, okay, well, I guess you know, like, multiple wives was a thing Romans did. They didn't. Nah, no, they did Mm-mm. not believe in that. Mm-mm. Monogamy. So, so this drives everybody in Rome crazy. They are pissed. They're pissed, <laughs> especially Octavian. Because that's his sister. I mean, they, don't like, fuck with my sister. And Octavian's like, oh, you've already, you've, it's like uh, insult to injury to him because it's like, one, that's my sister, and two, for this chick that he already hates so much. Yep. Like, and what I read is like, Mark Antony and Octavian were like gossipy little oh, boys. Oh. Like, they were just like, well, he doesn't like this, and I don't like it. And they made up so many rumors about each mm. other. And the girls honestly kind of just sat back and were like, ah, we hate each other. <laughs> but we're going to start wars over it. <laughs> um, Octavian's pissed. Cleo and Marky Mark are back together, and they have another baby named Ptolemy. Surprise! Fucking Ptolemy. Again. And they crown themselves king and queen of Egypt, Cyprus, and all the other places that they've gotten control over. Mark Antony declares Caesarian legitimate. Which would give Caesarian the right to be the ruler of Rome. As you can imagine, then... Everyone in Egypt was, or I'm sorry, in Rome was like, the fuck is he doing? Like, because also I think that there was like a rumor in Rome that Caesarian wasn't actually Caesar's, which he obviously was. He definitely yeah, was. But there was that but rumor still, there. There was that rumor. And um, you have to think that there's like Octavian versus Mark Antony. So there were yeah. obviously all these rumors. So Mark Antony keeps like taking over these countries. And he gives, you no, know, he says Caesarian is the right, a right person to inherit Rome. And he gives, I think he gives Cyprus to his daughter. 
and gives uh, his son Alexander all these other things. So it just made me think of Oprah with like, you get a country and, and you, you get, get a, a country. country. Everybody, Everybody gets a country. Gets a country. <laughs> I wish y'all could have seen me. I did the big arms and the waving and everything. <laughs> and the Romans are kind of like pissed about this. Oh, yeah. Though. They're, They're totally like, who pissed are you? about this. Well, because he was also like minting coins for Rome. And with he both had of their like on pictures it. on both sides. And they're like, what the fuck is and this? And they're like, you're married to a Roman woman. You're still married. And you are doing these coins with your mistress. I know you've claimed her to be your wife. Scandal! Oh my god. So then it all kind of came to a head when Octavian got Marky Mark's will. And I put will in those quotation marks because it's quite possible that he completely fabricated this. I think he did. Yeah. But in it, he reveals that Mark Antony was going to leave like a huge part of Rome to Cleopatra. And that basically made the people fucking furious. They're like, who the hell is this guy? And why is he getting away from like, They were like, you're going to give this to an Egyptian woman? That's not yours to give. And like, it was just, it was like the epitome of this whole thing. You're right. <laughs> it was this right. whole thing. <laughs> so, war. This means war. It was it was the Antony versus the Octavian. It like, was on it like was, Donkey Kong. It was on like Donkey Kong. <laughs> I think that's what they wrote in their scrolls. Yeah, maybe like, in hieroglyphics too. And in, in on like Donkey Kong. And um the war goes on for a while, but really the big turning point is the Battle of Actium. A huge turning point. Cleo's got her fleet. Marky Mark has got his fleet. And Cleo's totally like, okay, let's see here. We need to get on and use our ships and have a big naval battle because my ships be the shit. Like, my ships be banging. And then Mark was totally like, "Mm, maybe we should put some of it on land because I'm more comfortable with that. So may this be a lesson to you all. They didn't really win. No. And maybe Mark Antony should have listened to his girl Cleopatra and put him on the ships. Because then they got in this big battle and they lost miserably. So a lot of the historians are unclear because the first person to retreat was Cleo with her ships. Yeah, she took all of her money and ran. And she was just like, so... Some people think that she was just like, well, this isn't going well. I'm going to save my own ass. I'm not going to send a messenger to Marky Mark first. Some people think that she got a messenger, like, that was giving her the wrong information. message yeah. and thought that he had told her to back up. Either way, she retreated and left him stranded. She was like, bye, Felicia. And he lost, like, it was a devastation. Yeah. And a lot of his fleets that didn't die deflected and went to Rome. Yeah, they did. And he lost a lot of men in some of it, and he took some of the ships and burned them in the bay. Like, he, he, I think he was devastated and yeah. felt like she and had been left. betrayed. Like, yeah. they, I'm sure it started a big old fight. And so, yeah, just everything. The war goes on for a while. Um, we, it, when you read about it in history books, it kind of seems like Battle of Act- Actium, and then, like, everything happens in a matter of days. It happens in, like, a couple of years. They have battles on land, and basically they end up in Alexandria. And Cleopatra goes to, like, one of her palaces or whatever to, like, lock herself in and try to come up with a new plan. And uh, Mark Antony starts his land battle with Octavian. And, like, 
Oh, poor baby. It does not go good for him. No, he gets devastated. Like, all his troops deflect. Things are just... He... He's not having a good time. No, it's he's not. not. A, it's not no, a fun and sexy not. time for him. No, no, no. <laughs> um, so I... So Cleo sends a message to him, like, has a messenger go to him to say that she has died. I mean, whoa. Let's discuss this. Whoa. Because, again, just like with her... Um, retreating, there's several different reasons. So one reason people think is that she realizes Mark's not going to win. I uh, need to distance myself from him. Tell him I've died and he'll know, like, I'll, he'll be so devastated that he'll kill himself. And another, another message was that someone else just totally made it up and just somebody else made it up or there's a bunch of different theories. Either way, um, what happened was that he fell on his own sword. So a lot of people take that to be like, okay, well, that's proof that he actually loved the shit out of her. Yeah. But I think it could have also been, remember what they did to Cleo's sister? He actually made a deal with Octavian that he would off himself if it saved Cleopatra. Oh. That was another theory, is that he he went to he Octavian and said... Well, it 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 did. It's convoluted. It it, it, it it was a little convoluted, but actually, I read that she was actually saying, "Hey, um, he he, I'm gonna kill myself if you save Cleopatra," and oh. he did. And so he actually threw himself on his sword in front of everybody and made this big spectacle There's out of so it. So many. Theories. And he actually, it was a botched attempt. It was he a didn't half. Die. It was a half-ass attempt. He, he didn't, didn't die. die. He was still alive. He stabbed himself in the abdomen instead of the heart. Oh. And he had. To, he was just bleeding like Guys, a mofo. I'm so sorry. I can never. I don't. When I stub my toe, I act like it's the end of the I world. I mean, I will pass the fuck out at the sight of blood. One time, I bit my tongue, and like I cried for like 20 minutes. Like motherfucking Armageddon. I. These people are legit. These people, these Romans, fall on their swords and swallow coals. I uh, would... I don't get it. I don't get it. (laughs) But, like, no. So, back then, I mean, it's not like you would just... If you're caught as a prisoner of war, it's not like you would just go to prison. You would be paraded through the streets. And not only was he a prisoner of war, he was viewed... As a traitor. Yeah. No, he was because there was the whole Octavian versus yeah, Mark Antony. And he's everybody in Rome thinks that he's trying to give their country to Egypt. And so if he would have been caught, he would have had a he wouldn't have had a good time. No. Um so the it outweighed the the suicide the suicide outweighed the staying alive. Yeah, I and mean so he threw himself on his sword. Bleeding to death it on the ground. It didn't go so well. No, not and so, so well. And so then they're like, JK, JK, Cleo's still alive. And he's like, fuck. And so this, this, uh, Shakespeare couldn't make this shit up. It's so good. He dies in Cleo's arms. Oh. But he's like, just make peace with Octavian. Just, yeah, the, the whole story was is that she like lowered down this rope as they're carrying Mark Anthony's body to this to the mausoleum. Like she was holed up in a mausoleum, and she got the rope and was pulling the body up into the window. <laughs> and she was they they said this is one of the only times in history documented that she was 
raw emotion, ripping her Just, clothes, crying, and that's mm-hmm. why I do think that she was in love with the dude, and she had grown at this to point, love him. At this grown point, to love him. and also she knew, well, I'm fucked. Yeah, and um, so she, he tells her like, make peace, and um, he dies. So. Then, after he dies, the stories are mixed because she does try to make peace with Octavian. So, from Octavian's standpoint, he his official account is like, yeah, she tried to offer to be my mistress, too. She just tried like to she get up did, on my nuts. Just like she did with Caesar, just like she did with Mark Antony. And so, my, my feminist standpoint is to try to go, that's his story, but... Bitch was willing to do whatever she needed to do for And Egypt. she was at the end of her rope. <laughs> so I really don't know. Like, um, maybe she did, or maybe that was him just being like, she would, she's such a slut. Like, I maybe totally that's him think, slut shaming. I think that was. I, totally I, don't, I really don't was. know. Um, she definitely tried to make peace with him, tried to, and whether or not she offered herself up to be his mistress is debatable. To say the least. To say the least. <laughs> um, but anyway, he refused. He was like, no. Um, she tried to starve herself to death, and he was like, if you don't fucking eat, I'm going to kill all your children. And so she was like... She ate. So she ate. <laughs> and then, finally, she just couldn't see a happy ending. It must have been... I just... I bet knowing that her sister, who was a prisoner of war, even though she ordered her sister's death, knowing this is what they do with prisoners of war, she's going to be paraded through the streets of Egypt, or yes. of Rome. Spectacle Where they already hate her. She's going to be like, people are going to, oh, they must have been nasty. They must have thrown shit at her. Oh, yeah. Like, whatever. Like, she knew that was her future. She was like, I... Fucking Pharaoh. I'm not going down I'm like that. I'm not going down that road. So, the story is that, um, the legend, the, the thing that you see in art and portrayed in movies is that she snuck an asp into her room in a vase or something. Yeah, that's where you put and, a snake. And, um, had it bite her, and that's how she died. I think that's again, debatable. I think that's that's another know, that's another debatable thing. Again, but, it's a it's a beautiful tragic thing for movies and plays and art. Um, most accredited like historians these days disagree. She probably poisoned herself. Yeah, she had a she had a historian that was one of her counselors that totally sent her to Spain, and she actually did learn a lot of alchemy and stuff like that, where she learned about poisons yeah. and things like that. And so I, I'm kind of leaning towards the poisoned herself side. Well, and also because um, two of her handmaiden died, maidens died, and so she, like, whatever she drank or whatever she did to poison herself, she probably had them do it as well, so they couldn't then be tortured or taken I mean, as prisoners. If you know how to kill yourself, I would rather do it with the poison that yeah, I made no. than getting bit well, by with, a snake. With the asp, she would have... They, they, There were plenty of them in Egypt, so she would have seen other people be bitten by them. It was a long and drawn out and painful death. Um, painful. And it didn't always work. No, it didn't. You, it sometimes and, you would just be in pain and forever and still think, live. And I think Cleopatra was so smart, she would not have um, done something that maybe wasn't going to work. She knew was going to suck. <laughs> and that's what I'm saying. Is um, she was totally I well think she, Well, I think she would have taken something that was going to suck if she knew it was going to work. But if, <laughs> but if she was like, well, I'm not... So I think she poisoned herself, but isn't... 
the snake bite such a like that's just that's that I think that was fabricated by some of the Romans afterwards. Well, also I read somewhere that um, so Octavian like um, actually gave her a really good funeral, but like her um, the image of her that they paraded around like her tomb or whatever had a snake on it because that was the animal of Egypt. So maybe that's where the story came hmm, from. Probably so. Yeah. But yeah, so then after her death, unfortunately, um, Octavian did have little Caesar. Pizza, pizza. Killed. I had to do it. I had to do it. You had to do it. <laughs> but then the remaining three kids, um, they were sent to live with Octavia. Uh, fucked up. <laughs> Mark Antony's They're gonna die. other widow. No, they all live. Well, I mean, um, she raised them. The um, so the two boys. There's really no nothing more in history. It kind of just blanks out. Like but everything the, blanks out. But her daughter Cleopatra Selene went on to be married to a king and become a queen and have a dynasty of her own. Yeah, she did. She totally so, did. And from all accounts, maybe we'll do her one day. That's a, that's a bad and bougie segment. That is a bad and bougie segment. <laughs> so that was Cleopatra. She came at you. She came at you, the last pharaoh, Cleopatra the Seventh, or whatever you want to call her. So if you listen to our last episode, we did we ended with a bad and bougie segment, which is a segment where we talk about um, some remarkable women who weren't necessarily queens. They were so bad that we decided that we needed to do a separate segment yeah. for themselves because we owe them that we time. We owe them that. They were bad so we're going to start doing supplemental episodes that'll be probably about half the length of our regular episodes, but we just want to talk about these badass women. Yeah, just give you a little bit of candy to hold you over. Um, we were thinking our next... our. Our first bad and bougie episode would be Lucrezia Borgia. Oh, she was oh, a wild. <laughs> we want to hear what you guys want to hear. Yeah, throw us your suggestions. I like. mean, we're gonna we're gonna cover all the Tudor queens eventually. We're gonna cover Eleanor of Aquitaine, um, Marie Antoinette. We're gonna do um, Isabella of Spain. Please throw us your stuff. That's, I want to hear. About, I haven't heard about. I want to hear about somebody that I've never heard about. I dare you. <laughs> let's do like these Eastern Indian. Yeah, like, tell us Russian, who you want to hear. Like, come on, let's go, bitch. Oh, Russian, definitely Catherine the Great. Oh, that that no, one's gonna. That, that, one's that one's gonna one's be coming. Um, <laughs> so you can find us at Twitter Queens underscore podcast. We're on Facebook Queens podcast. You can email us. Um, it's Queen's History Podcast at Gmail. And you can follow us on Lipson, queenspodcast.lipson.com. And we're on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher. We're everywhere. Get us going. Get us going. All right. Thanks for listening. Bye.